Federal hangs onto it. Cross Smith scores! A four goal game for Jared Smith. Hey everybody, this is Jake and alongside me are Eric and Liz of CITR Sports, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the unseated grounds of the Musqueam people. You're listening to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9, always keeping you up to date with the latest UBC sports news, standings, and stories. What you just heard was Jarrett Smith, UBC men's hockey defenseman, scoring an overtime winner and his fourth goal of the game (laughs) on Saturday to lead the Thunderbirds to a 4-3 victory. We will definitely talk about Smith later on in the show, and though classes are no longer in session, there is still some Thunderbirds sports action in every sport's last weekend of play for 2018. Basketball was the highlight with two dominant sweeps over Mount Royal. Men's volleyball unfortunately continued to struggle. Despite Smith's heroics, hockey settled for a split against Lethbridge. Rugby surprisingly faltered in their first game post-national championship. And while there wasn't too much in the way of swimming uh, after their Canada West Championship wins, there always seems to be good news coming out of that program. Now, we may have lost our fearless leader, <laughs> Jacob Air, due to his selfish desire selfish. to spend jerk. winter break with his family. What a jerk. Get your priorities straight, Jacob. We know you're listening. We have a show <laughs> to do, Jacob. But when there are UBC Sports to recap, we will always find a way to persevere, and that's what we're going to do today, starting off with volleyball. All right, what, what terrible news do you have for us today about the men's volleyball okay, team, Okay, I'm Liz? sorry to bring this up, but here we go. <laughs> well... The women's volleyball team had a bye. It was another tough weekend for the men's team as they finished 2018 with two more losses Come on the road. Come on. I know. <laughs> against I don't Monroe. even get it. Like, they're not they're not that bad. Yeah, I know. Like, they have all these, like, wonderful, talented person on their team. They just, like, couldn't they're get ju- them together. They're just not clicking. Yeah. And in the first match on Friday, EBC won the first set 26-24, but then lost three straight to the Cougars. Yeah, this game... Completely lost at the service line. Thunderbirds, they had fewer attack errors, better hitting percentage, only two less kills than Mount Royal, but they lost 3-1 because they hit 25 service oh, errors. Man. How is that even possible? Yikes, it, I don't know. That's, <laughs> well, that's that's definitely, that says to me that this is a mental thing. This isn't a talent thing. Oh, yeah. Because if you make it to, if you're a U-sports volleyball player, mm. you're probably a pretty good server. So and it, like, But it's so easy to make a service error just in the mental game. So mm-hmm. that's that's got to be the problem. I mean, seven players had multiple service errors. Uh, Zach Johnson didn't have any. Um, former my classmate Zach Johnson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, yeah, some, some big ties there. Um, I don't think he remembers me. Uh, he didn't have any errors. Uh, he had one of those uh, three aces that you mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, just that's a, it's a mental game. Completely. I mean, you can't give your opponent twenty five free points no, and expect no. to win. That's a, that's a whole dang set. Like right Mount there. Mount Royal's just standing there watching UBC continually hit the ball in their net. Like, wow, UBC. thanks. <laughs> really helping. Yes. Yeah. This unfortunately overshadowed a few strong performances from the Thunderbirds. Um, Michael Dahania continued his recent run for a uh, form with 13 kills, four dicks, and two blocks. Jordan Desheng has nine kills and two blocks on a um, thir- uh, 31% hitting percentage, while Colton Liu actually recorded seven kills and three dicks while hitting a solid 28% of hitting percentage. Now, another slight silver lining to glean from this night was the return of James Tacken. He didn't. He played in both these games very briefly, didn't record too much in the box score, but after missing a few weeks, after suffering an injury at the beginning of November, it's great to see him back in action. Yeah, he was sort of an image on, on the men's volleyball team. 
And uh, followed that, a second game was a lot uglier for the Thunderbirds, who were actually handily swept 3-0 on Saturday. Mm -hmm. They were better from the service line, but they had the same number of attack errors as kills 24, as they were unable to get anything going offensively. So from the service errors to just in general, five Thunderbirds had a negative hitting percentage. <sighs> DeShane and Johnson were the only players who hit above 100. Dalhaniuk joined them as the only players to hit above zero. He, I believe he hit 0-3-2. <laughs> it was not good. DeShane, seven kills, five blocks, hit 538. Isolated performance. That's good. Mm-hmm. He didn't have an attack error either. Johnson, who's been playing more this past weekend, hit three kills, seven assists, but... Stuff of nightmares, the rest yeah. of that box score. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thunderbirds had, uh, as you mentioned, Liz, 24 attack errors. Uh, only 25 digs, only 21 assists. Um, two Cougars players, uh, Tyler Schmidt and Trent Mounter, had as many kills as the entire Thunderbirds roster in this game. And the Cougars had 14 blocks, which is almost double their season average. So, uh, yeah. I mean, having more attack errors than assists is That's not inexcusable. Great. Not ideal. <laughs> Um, not a lot of this is ideal, really. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, with that being said, the, um, this loss means the Thunderbirds are now second last in Canada West with a record of 2-10. <sighs> but, incredibly, they have only two games out off a player spo- off a playoff spot. Wait, so, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's well, cool, I yeah. guess. Thanks to a lot of teams make the playoffs. Yeah. They're still technically alive, actually, but it's not... Or never time when they come back in January. Well, I mean, if they're only two games out of a playoff spot, then actually none of this first half really matters as long as they hit. <laughs> That's right one time. way yeah. to look at it. That's one way to look at it. And remember yeah. men's hockey. Remember football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This could <laughs> never count a Thunderbirds team out halfway through this. I season. mean, the other way to look at it is given the players they lost, they're basically the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, no, 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 no. Hold on. <laughs> that ain't no problem. <laughs> it's not ideal. It's, it's, no, it's not ideal. But I still think this is a good team. I think they can turn it around if. Uh, if things go right for them in the new year. Now, a team, uh, two teams that did have ideal weekends, that was the basketball teams. The women's team had a sweep over Mount Royal as they now finally have a winning streak after continually win, loss, win, loss. First sweep of the season, they've won now three straight, uh, leading them to a 6-4 and four mark at the winter break. The first game was a 101-67 blowout on Friday, where UBC led 51-24 to at halftime. Madison Penn led the way with an efficient 21 points and 11 rebounds in just 21 minutes, while four other Thunderbirds scored in double figures. Yeah, the Thunderbirds got some great shooting in this one. Uh, 61% from the field, 7 for 13 from 3, so that's uh, over 50% from beyond the arc. Uh, and all but one player on the team individually shot at least uh, 50% from the field. So that was a pretty pretty good uh, pretty good game for the Thunderbirds. Yeah, a lot of great performances all around. Keelan Filowich, 17 points, 8 rebounds. Jessica Hansen, 12 points, 8 assists. Gabriel LaGuerta had 10 points off the bench, hit some threes. But the one, uh, one of the big surprises recently has been the play of Madison Legault. She had 12 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. Great all-around performance from her. Yeah, Lego has been a really uh, strong figure for the last uh, couple weekend. Um, the second-year forward has scored double digits three times in the last two weeks after not reaching that mark once last season, and is also averaging six rebounds, three assists, and 1.5 steals in that span. I mean, depth was probably the biggest issue for this team last year. Oh, was, it was the yeah, Penn Philowich Hansen yeah. show, but with Lego, with Laguerta, and. A uh, couple new faces that we'll talk about from the next game that they played. It's definitely looking a lot better for this team. Yeah, definitely. On offense, they're just so much better. Um, you remember last year, uh, their season high was 82, which I guess isn't uh, awful, but they only scored over 75 twice all season. 
This time uh, was their second time scoring over 100, which when do you see that in a college basketball game? Yeah, to be fair, the first game was a triple overtime, but this one, 101 in regulation. Regulation, they put up 101 points. You never see that college basketball. Um, you know, and uh, they've already scored over 75 four times, which is twice as what they had all last season. So definitely looking up uh, from the offensive side for this team. Yeah, the second game on Saturday was another blowout. They nearly reached 100. They continued their offensive dominance with a 95-72 win. Again, they were up by 20-plus at halftime. Penn again led the way with 19 points and 12 rebounds, while Hansen notched her first double-double of the season with 10 points and a season-high 10 assists. And Filowich didn't play a lot of this game. She uh, she fouled out really early in the game. Uh, um, she got 14 minutes, uh, or 14 plays in her 13 minutes, rather, um, which is pretty good, but then, yeah, fouled out. Um, but uh, T- Tennis Metcalf and uh, Gina Strujic filled in very well for, for Filovich in I this mean, game. I mean, she's been such a huge project for this team that only having her for 13 minutes could really throw a wrench in what they're trying to do, but they still you blew think? them out because Metcalf, season high, 12 points, 4 rebounds, 3 of 3 shooting. Struyich, her first UBC double-double, career high, 11 points, 10 rebounds, 4 of 5 shooting. Both of those fours filling in superbly for Filowich, and uh, we'll make a, make a real case for minutes. It might actually be a problem trying to figure out how to play all these players. Yeah, bench mob, bench mob. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, other than that, uh, Jessica Hansen's her assist count was actually being steadily increasing uh, from the last couple of weeks as she recorded a combined 18 games in the two games against Mount Royal, and she's now averaging over five assists a game, up from her average of three last season. Yeah, and the Thunderbirds are now tied for seventh in Canada West. This is a very competitive division, obviously, mm-hmm. even with their six and four record, they're only seventh. Um, but uh, yeah, the Stanley, like very close. Um, third and eleventh place are only three games uh, separated. So they've got a lot of room to go up. Yeah. Definitely, despite the yeah where they are in the standings. And their overall numbers look good as a team. They are top three in the conference in points per game, field goal percentage, rebounding, assists, and blocks. Uh, definitely look those those numbers definitely look better than a team that's tied for seventh in their conference. So that's a good sign. Yeah, the free throw shooting. Yeah, though. free throw shooting. It's brutal. I mean, we, it was really bad last year, mm-hmm. uh, and it has slightly improved this year. But they're still only uh, shooting sixty one percent from the charity stripe. Um, that's second worst in the conference, and I don't know how that happens, yeah, especially I'm, when this team is so good at shooting from the field. I don't know why they can't shoot from the free throw line. I mean, the three biggest problems last year was depth, three point shooting, free throw shooting. They've improved. The, the depth a lot. Three-point shooting's gotten better. I believe they're around average for the conference, which is fine. But if free throw shooting, that could be an Achilles heel for this team if it continues. Um, on the men's side, they continue to roll. They've won their, they won their seventh and eighth straight games with a sweep of their own over Mount Royal. First game was a 94-77 win powered by a pretty balanced offense. Six Thunderbirds scored in double figures, led by Manroop, Claire's 20, and UBC shot over 50% from the field as a team. Yeah, a lot of great uh, individual performances here. Grant Shepard, Jaden Jaden Cohey, uh, each got 17. Anthony McNish got 13 off the bench. Uh, Patrick Simon got a double-double, 10 points, 10 rebounds. And Mason Borsier nearly got the triple-double. He had 12 points, 12 assists, and 8 rebounds. I mean, a triple-double would be pretty crazy for UBC. Very, very close. (laughs) I wonder if he knew that he was close to it. I mean, he was probably... He's he was probably counting the rebounds for sure. <laughs> Coach put me back in. That's I just needed to grab a couple boards. Twelve assists though. Twelve assists pretty impressive. Um, yeah, de- definitely a huge performance from a lot of these uh, these players um, in this game. Yeah, UBC only shot seven to twenty five from three, but they out rebounded the Cougars forty nine to thirty nine and recorded ten blocks led by Grant Odu with three thoroughly dominated the Cougars. 
Yeah, if you think about like uh, the past glorious um, the record put by Thunderbirds, this game they actually only won by the seventeen points. Oh, yeah, only, like, only seventeen. Only 17. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. yeah, just the third time in the <laughs> last seven game that they fell to win by twenty, uh, like over twenty. And uh, Glenn Shepard followed out in this one <laughs> with 17 theme. points, like only 17 points and six rebounds in oh. 24 minutes of action, which is not that bad. But yeah, he actually bounced back on Saturday. Yep. Just keep thinking about that picture of Clay Thompson. He's like chilling out of the bench. <laughs> he looks really happy. And it's like, Clay Thompson, zero points, zero rebounds, fouled out. Yep. Uh, definitely, are, are, when we are fouling out, these Thunderbirds players are uh, definitely putting in a big performance before they do that, unlike Mr. Thompson. Yeah, Shepard, Saturday's game, it was his night. The second-year big man oh, put man. up a career-high 29 points, along with eight rebounds and two blocks on 14 of 18 shooting. He put the Cougars to the sword as UBC crushed them 113 to 83 again. Guys, so this many is 30 pa- points. 30. <laughs> pushing past the century mark again. Thunderbirds again shot over 50% from the field as a team. Just ridiculous offensive numbers. Yeah, Shepard's previous career high was 18, so he, uh, I'd say he blew that pretty far out of the water. Um, he's, the, he's the number three option on this team behind Claire and Coey. Um, but he's things are looking up uh, for him right now. We might have to give him the ball a little bit more. Uh, I think I think this team could be dangerous this year. Well, they Maybe. got they got the perimeter players, Kohi and Claire, and if they've got a dominant big man as well, that oh, yeah. yeah. could impact all facets of the game. Speaking of Claire and Kohi, they both scored 14 points. They took a bit of a backseat in this one. Borsi, after that near triple-double, only had five points and two of seven shooting, and instead of those three, it was Patrick Simon who was second on the team in scoring with 18.7 rebounds, five assists, showing off, again, the depth that this team has, while rookie Brian Wallach had a season-high 10 points off the bench. Lincoln Rosebush is grabbing boards. Um, he got 11 of them in this game in 12 minutes. That was, yeah, that was a game-high game, game high 11 <laughs> game, rebounds. Game-high 11 rebounds. He only rebounds. needed 12 minutes. Yeah, he's one got... Minute, it's like one minute, one rebound. <laughs> he's he's averaging uh, 10 minutes a game over the last three games and has 21 rebounds in that time, <laughs> which is kind of unbelievable. Um, but keep going. I mean, rebounds are such a... Especially at this level, rebounds are such an important part of the game. Mm-hmm. So if you have a guy that can pull down boards with that level of consistency, that's huge. Yeah, and I know it's a small sample size, but I'm pretty sure we can confidently say that Rose Bush is the greatest rebounder in U Sports history. Probably. Based on these numbers. Yeah. I think that's yeah. a fair that's a completely assumption to make. Take. I, yeah. I think you're absolutely Playing right. 40 minutes a game. <laughs> yeah, why not? Let's see what he... <laughs> <laughs> 30 Rose rebounds. Bush got 50 rebounds today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, with the all-talented player that we just mentioned, the Thunderbirds are now firmly entrenched the second um, the second place in Canada West with a 9-1 record. But still ahead of them is Calgary, who have been absolutely crushing everyone in their path with a perfect 12-0 start. Yeah, the Dinos defending national champs. They knocked UBC out of the Canada West playoffs last year. They've won all their games, and they've won them by an average of almost 20 points. Only twice have they uh, won by less than 11 and uh, Thunderbirds, they don't seem in the regular season, so it's possible the UBC won't play Calgary at all this year. But if the Thunderbirds are to make some noise in the playoffs, they're probably going to have to go through the Dinos, which will be a big ass. That'll be that'll be a big game, though. It'll be a fun game to watch for sure. <laughs> um, we are going to take a quick break. On the other side, we will get you some hockey news. Are you considering a master's degree? Launch your career with a master's in digital media. It's offered by UBC, SFU, Emily Carr, and BCIT. And you get to work with the industry to learn essential collaboration, leadership, and teamwork skills while building digital media products. Learn more about this at an online webinar on December 6th. 
For more information, visit the cdm.ca. That is thecdm.ca. Through the Amplify BC Career Development Program, Creative BC offers grants for musicians and bands across British Columbia. This program supports sound recording, music videos, and marketing initiatives for all genres. You can apply for the grant from now until December 12th. To learn more, join us for an info session and visit creativebc.com and get your applications in today. Welcome back. Uh, pretty decent win, uh, weekend for Thunderbirds Hockey. Both women's and men's teams grabbed splits. The women's team was visiting Lethbridge this weekend, and it started with another scoreless first. Been a bit of a theme. Will continue to be a theme. You will see. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> scoreless first. Um, Emily Castalis uh, attempted you know, a nice little old school wraparound. Haven't seen a lot of that in a while. Uh, drew the pronghorns keeper out of her net, and Hannah Clayton Carroll was right there, had an open cage, first goal of the game. Less than two minutes later, though, Jody uh, Gentile? I don't know if that's Gentile like our Gentile. Gentile. Or, it might just be Gentile. Gentile. We don't know. <laughs> uh, she goes high glove on Tori McLash. We are all square. Looks like we're headed for overtime, but with less than a minute left, Brett Campbell deflects home the game-winning goal, and the pronghorns take it 2-1. It's a rough way to lose, and once again, the Thunderbirds dominated the shot tally and lost the game. They put up... 38 shots in this one. Pronghorns only got 22, but they got the two goals to UBC's one. The shooting percentage not been kind of the Thunderbirds uh, team lately, but the fact that they're generating this much surely will tur- it'll turn around. You would you would hope at least. Yeah, and uh, another late goal surrounded by the Thunderbirds. Um, ideally, we don't want this to be a trend, but then again, we're expecting the goal scoring to come up soon. So ideally, they won't be in the situations where they are and uh, opposing goal away from disaster in the late stage of play. Yeah, if they can start getting goals, more goals than that uh, early on, they might might not have to worry about maybe, a late push. Maybe some more first period well, goals. Well, <laughs> that would be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, their second game, uh, much better performance from the team. Uh, no points for guessing how many goals were scored in the first period. Um, <laughs> this is at least four games in a row. It might be more that neither team has scored in the opening frame of a Thunderbirds women's hockey I mean, at least they're not giving up first period this is goals. This good. Just don't play the first period. Just, just, just why? Two period just games. 40, 40 simulate, game. simulate to the end of the period. <laughs> Skip. Zero zero. There you go. Um, I don't really know what to make of that. I don't know what it means that they just don't that no one scores in the first. But nevertheless, uh, late in the second period, the Thunderbirds got on the board. Ashley McFadden cashed in a Kenzie Robinson rebound to open the scoring. Uh, less than two minutes later, Hannah Clayton Carroll streaked into the zone and dropped it off for Ryan McKinnon, who sniped high glove to double the lead. Uh, at this point in the game, the shots were twenty-four to nine for the Thunderbirds. Uh, UBC took their foot off the gas a bit in the final frame. They only got nine shots in the third period. Lethbridge got fourteen. Um, and Thea Fisher, Fisher did uh, get on the score sheet for the Thunderbirds with another high-glove snipe, uh, and they sol- sealed the win. It is a big game for Bond, who has now tied the UBC all-time record for career shutouts. This was her ninth as a member of the Thunderbirds. Great goaltending duo. Like, could not ask for a better... Uh, is it even a starter backup pair? Is it it's just a one like, A one B? It's definitely one A one B. Which the uh, in Vancouver we know all about one A one Bs, and the solution is to trade both. I, <laughs> I mean, it's not really a thing in uh, in U sports. No, you but. can't. <laughs> well, We're, yeah, we won't have we don't have to worry about uh, the Thunderbirts trading away their Luongo Schneider pair. Um, thanks for that. You are very welcome. <laughs> um, remember when our one A one B was James Reimer and Jonathan Bernier? Mm. We haven't had a great either. Yeah, but Bond McLash can't ask for better for UBC, and it's been working. 
Yeah, exactly. And uh, the Thunderbirds found a hole and exploded with Alex Anderson's high glove side, as she was otherwise incredibly difficult to beat this weekend. Noticing patterns and weaknesses in the play of opposing goaltenders could really help bring that shooting percentage back up a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. They just yeah. she she could not stop the high glove shots at all, and everything mm-hmm. else she was just completely robbing. So, um, yeah. again, if you can notice something that a goalie is not uh, covering properly, that'll mm-hmm. help your shooting percentage. I mean, I guess that's an advantage of playing the same team twice same in a row team, like exactly, you do in U Sports. Right? You can take that time in between the two games and really pick out what to aim for. And I guess in this case, it was uh, aim on that glove High side. Glove. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the women's, uh, the UBC women's team, they usually switch their goalies. Not every team does that, though, because um, not every team has two incredible goaltenders. 1A1B. Has a 1A1B. So the Thunderbirds have that advantage where even if you notice, oh, well, McClash isn't getting over here, then the next game you got Bond to deal with. So uh, the men's team was hosting Lethbridge, started their weekend off a little bit rough, um, scoreless first. Uh, <laughs> in the second, the Pronghorns got on the board with uh, Ryan Chanoff, that is how you say that, uh, who scored on Ryland Toth. Yes. <laughs> Ry- Ryan Chanoff scores on Ryland Toth to open the scoring with less than three minutes left in the second. Less than six minutes in regulation, the Pronghorns doubled their lead, and then they would add an empty netter, one 3 nothing. I mean, it's it's hard to, to say this when you lost 3 nothing, but it wasn't that bad well one of them was an empty netter so you can really look at it as a two nothing yeah still got shut out though great performance from uh pronghorns goalie garrett houston he got his first u-sport shutout in this one year also so it's been a long time coming especially because he's been really good for the pronghorns he just hasn't i guess been good enough to get a shutout but he was great in this game uh i guess it just like happens you know um sometimes you just can't score on a goalie it's what do you do yep and uh, looking on a, a bright side, after a long sh- uh, start, the Thunderbirds have been a little bit shaky lately, losing a lot of winnable games against less than top opposition. But there's a lot, still a lot of time to improve for them in the new year. And the generation suggests the team is at the very least better than they were last year. And last year's team was a playoff team. So, yeah. Yeah, not that bad. Um, game two. Oh man! Yeah, we t- we talked about the Grant Shepard game earlier. Who? This, this oh boy! This is one of the most amazing individual performances I've ever seen from a Thunderbird hockey player. Maybe from a Thunderbird period. Um, first of all, scoreless first. Yeah, uh, of course, it was necessary. Necessary. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, uh, the Thunderbirds kind of lost the lost the plot in the second period. Um, the Pronghorns struck three times in just seven minutes, and they were in a pretty deep hole heading into the third. And then. Jarrett Smith decided to put a stop to this nonsense. Uh, five on three early in the third, a gift from the hockey gods. When you're down big and you get a five on three opportunity, you better you better make good on it. Uh, and nine seconds into the two men advantage, Jarrett Smith wired a one timer to cut the Pronghorns' lead to two. Pronghorns held firm for most of the third, but UBC pulled their goalie for the extra skater with less than three left. Smith goes barred down to cut the lead again to one. The Thunderbirds again pulled their goalie. Now it's only you know one goal game. We can do this. Austin Glover wins the faceoff back to Smith. Toe drag, sick toe drag, um, and snipe on Houston sends this game to overtime. Natural hat trick in the third to erase the three-goal deficit and force overtime. And he was not done. Ryland Toth in overtime, two huge stops on, a, on the penalty kill. Pen, pen, penalty ends. Austin Vetterell gets a two-on-one. The other guy's Smith. Federal's yeah, not you shooting. think he's going to pass Federal, him the puck? <laughs> Federal is not going to shoot. He slides it over to uh, to Smith. Uh, Three-goal night becomes a four-goal night, and Smith hits him with the four. Thanks yes. for that. You are very welcome <laughs> for that. I, I kind of had to. That was the most overt Leafs reference I believe we've had. Well, yeah. <laughs> 
it's not all the time you see a player score four goals. So I kind of have to. That's true. <laughs> you know and the Thunderbirds should... win this crazy, crazy yeah. game. Yeah, Jarrett Smith. Not often you see a four goal game. No. Not often you see someone for four straight goals four completely unanswered. Goals. Consecutive goals. Lethbridge couldn't do anything to stop him. Like, in a way, almost single handedly pulling the Thunderbirds out of this three nothing loss. Looked like it might have been their second loss. Being swept would not be good, but. Smith, have none of that. <laughs> nah, that's there's a reason the C's on his chest, man. What a game from Smith. That's unbelievable. Yeah, you know what we should actually do? We should actually invite him on the show next year. I would love to see yeah. Jared Smith come in and talk about his four goal game. Just only talk about that game. Yeah, <laughs> can you come on for fifteen minutes and talk about like literally just one game? Please? We don't, we don't care about anything <laughs> else that you've done in your career. <laughs> we need to and then you can play him the Austin Matthews song. Yeah, just I'll have it in the background the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, Austin Vetterl as well. He also Austin did Vetterl. very well. In Austin Vetterl. <laughs> Hit him with the three assists like Austin Vetterl. Yeah, he set up three of Smith's goals, so it's clearly a one-two punch right there. Smith gets a lot of glory and deserves it after four goals in a game, but Vetterl definitely helped set him up on a few t- occasions. For sure. Uh, and Sven Butenshawn, we always love to hear what he has to say. Charismatic, great coach. Um, especially after this historic victory, thanks to Jarrett Smith. Um, this places the Thunderbirds in a much better headspace going in. If they had lost this game, then they have three weeks to just sort of dwell on it over Christmas. You know, you're just kind of picking at your food, not really eating it at the at the Christmas dinner table. Um, but instead, they go in with a win. Um, he says it makes the next three or four weeks a lot more enjoyable. He says if it's pr- it's proof that if you stick to the game plan, stay positive, you keep the bench together, anything is possible, even a four-goal game yes. from Jarrett Smith. It's- Probably the most we've said one single name on any Jared show as Smith. well. Jared, Jared Smith. Just won't stop saying that for the rest of our show. Jared Smith. Do we have episode titles? Can that be our episode title? Yeah, it will be. Don't Jared worry. Smith. All right. <laughs> now, uh, moving on, the last couple sports, rugby and swim, after winning national and Canada West championships in their respective sports two weeks ago. No big deal. Not a ton in the way of rugby and swimming action this week, but still enough for some ups and downs for UBC. Rugby team, bit of a championship hangover. I mean, they had that huge, what is it, three games in three days against Canadian University opposition, win the national championship. Now they're playing a club team, UBC Old Boys Ravens RFC, and they lost (laughs) 27-26. Not good. I mean, keep in mind, this is just um, UBC alumni, so they're going to be good rugby players, probably at exactly the same level as as the UBC team would be. Um, So it's not the worst thing to lose against them. but, I mean, there's, it stings a little bit to lose to a team called Old Boys, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ravens RFC, they're actually up 19 nothing at halftime and 24 nothing early in the second half. Thunderbirds finally woke up, uh, reeled off a 26-3 run in their comeback bid. They actually had a shot uh, to win the game with a conversion on the last – a conversion attempt on the last play, but they missed, unfortunately. Yeah. Just – Bit of a bit of a weird game to see after because they're so good usually, for, and we know they're good. For but, anyone who doesn't know, yeah. it's um, the scoring is distributed a little bit in rugby, so the um, the point after attempt equivalent is worth two instead of one, and you get one point less on the actual uh, try. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they could have they would have won it uh, by one, and instead they lose it by one. That's just a brutal way to lose. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're still happy with that national championship. Oh and, yeah, uh, no, this is nothing compared to that. <laughs> and looking at swimming, Thunderbirds as a team don't have another meet until January. But last weekend, Marcus Thormayer and Josiah Benema traveled to Greensboro, North Carolina, to compete at the U.S. Winter National Championships. Yeah, Thormayer, who won the U.S. Male Athlete of the Week for his performance at the Canada West Championship, won bronze in the 100-meter backstroke, while Benema finished fifth in the 100-meter 
butterfly. And also, taking a step back from that and looking at one of the members of the coaching staff, Swimming Canada has announced that UBC assistant coach Derek Schoof will be the country's head coach at the upcoming 2019 Summer Universiad in Naples, the, basically the Olympics for just university athletes. Canada, they want two swimming medals at the 2017 Universiad. There will surely be some Thunderbirds make the trip out to Italy this summer. should be exciting. Glad to see Schoof at the helm. For sure. Uh, there are no sports this this next week or for a while. Um, there's only a couple things even in the rest of December. There's a men's basketball exhibition game against the Seattle Mountaineers um, and some men's volleyball at the Calgary TRU McDonald's Classic in Kamloops. That's not what it's called. It's against Calgary. It's at the TRU McDonald's Classic in Kamloops. Are we referring to McDonald's? Or? Yeah, no, they're, they're a sponsor. Oh, cool. McDonald's. I don't think we're allowed to do that on CITR. <laughs> Sponsor us, please. Please don't. <laughs> Anyways, um, Kara Van Rijk, also Canada West Women's Athlete of the Month. She is amazing. She leads the country in, or the, the conference rather, in both kills and aces per set. I think she does lead the country in aces. Probably. Yeah. She's not, And ridiculous. she's like second or third in kills. Pretty crazy. She's unreal. Um, and ex-Thunderbird basketball star Connor Morgan uh, got some minutes off the bench for Team Canada. This weekend, in a huge game, uh, as they qualified, huge two games as they qualified for next summer's World Cup, they unfortunately lost to Venezuela, which brings back some bad memories of Canada basketball in the past. Uh, he got four uh, points in seven minutes in that game, and in their win over Brazil on Monday, he scored five in ten minutes. Of yeah, play. and they crushed Brazil. They won by like twenty-seven points. It was such crazy. A, huge win. Excited for the World Cup. Maybe the Olympics as well. The year after. Yeah, Good yeah. times for Canada basketball. For sure. Especially we got some <laughs> big players coming up, like uh, Mr. R.J. Barrett. Um, and yeah, um, we are done uh, for for this episode, and we're gonna have an episode uh, next week. We're gonna take a look back, a little recap um, of the uh, last couple months, um, and then we will take a four week break, and we will be back with you on January 9th. Yep, January 9th will be the first show of the new year. We got that one more show next week on the 12th, and with that, thank you for tuning in to CITR 101.9. Check us out on Twitter and Facebook at CITR Sports. Next up on CITR is the Arts Report. For Thunderbird Eye, this has been Jake, Eric, and Liz. Listen Wednesdays from 4.30 to 5 p.m. and have a wonderful evening. Jarrett Smith. It might not be who you expect. Snakes in the grass trying to reach in your success. Cause I just wanna be one of the best. And the best will always have haters, man. You know the rest. I know the Lord is giving the test. The talent and courage is what I possess. I move around the world with 12 types of address. And that's a whole lot of shit I need to get off my chest.